0: From the pages of RamblingBeachCat.com, this is Seth and Nick. It's episode 7, and against our mom's wishes, we're still at this. As a glorious reminder that God hasn't abandoned us, the college football season is here. This week we recap Kentucky's abysmal performance against Louisville in the 2012 Governor's Cup and reminisce about our long-time suffering in the UK marching band. The lovely Tory Fowler stops by to tell her side of a Weird Crime Wednesday story on how tattoos and tampons lead to massive street cred in prison, and our Dale segment centers on a train-wrecked African-American spiritual song. All this and your questions coming up as the rambling beach cast takes to the ether. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. I- I'm going to start this podcast again, and I absolute silence. Cue
1: the music.
0: Freaking terrible Kentucky football. That looked, was I mean, an atrocious game. Absolutely atrocious. Well, not the offense looked better. I mean, they, they, the receivers actually held on to passes, which was amazing. That's true. Smith can yeah. Step up in the pocket. But the defense, Seth, that was like the how Mummy Days defense. Like, that was... <laughs> when they didn't even recruit defensive players, when yeah. it was just recruit uh, offensive players and then they throw the cheerleading squad out on defense and go. Yeah. Oh, that was terrible. So I'm, like I said before, I think maybe, I don't know. So I don't kill myself. We can talk about, we just commiserate about bad sports. I mean, I don't know. If you're a Kentucky fan, you kind of have to get used to this when it comes to football. Yeah. Uh, It's just how it is. But we were talking earlier, just heartbreaking games that happened. Well, actually let's rewind a minute. The first thing is why any of you who don't know, kentucky louisville played and we just got our butts kicked as predicted one of the reasons that we hate louisville so much i mean people wonder it's like why i mean in the same city there's not a problem and i mean sports rivalries yeah but they even wonder it's like why i mean why would you care you know when i moved to kentucky i thought the same thing but there's just something about the louisville fan base between the line beards and the, the flat, sleeve tattoos and the flat hats yeah yeah and i was i was telling seth a story i remember I'll never forget uh when i was senior assistant uh, walking on the field when we were beating Kentucky, and I got a hot dog thrown at me. But, I mean, that could just be one person. You know, I mean, you can't hold the whole fan base. But I'll never forget, after the game, uh, me and the band director for Kentucky, George Bolton, you know, we you know, we, we were all... We we're. I will fully admit, we beat Louisville when they were, I think, ranked 19. It was a huge upset. I cried. I cried. I cried. I'm going to admit that right now. That's okay. I actually did cry. That's okay. You don't think less of me for that, do you? No, no, that I I don't know if I've ever cried at a football game. I mean, it got to the point where during my time at UK, I just kind of got used to the to, to the pounding that we would take. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you <eight> just <laughs> you just you just sit there and just kind of take it, and you just go numb. But and you just but we actually beat them when they were 19 in the nation. I mean, we ruined their season in one game, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so this that was huge. The Dave, that was the Dave Ragone game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I, I cried. I mean, I actually cried. Uh, and I remember, you know, we were excited, but I was a senior assistant. So, I mean, I still had a job to do. And one of them was me and uh, George Bolden. We had to go and get the ladders that the drum majors stood on. You know, one of those drum majors being an ex girlfriend. So I really had to make sure I'd. I had this together. (laughs) So, you know, we're all cheering. Everyone's going crazy. We've sung my old Kentucky home. but It's like, well, it's time to go down and get the ladders. And at that point, we were a business. Got to get the folks ladder. Yeah. We go down there, and uh, we're like, you know, we see a Louisville police officer. And, I mean, he's clearly ticked, which, I mean, that's okay. Just because you're a police officer doesn't mean you can't be a fan and have emotions. But we came up, and we said, uh, yeah, we need to um, go get our ladders. And he goes, uh, you're not getting on this field. And me and Bolden kind of looked at each other, and, and we had like our official, uh, you know, it gave you a God p- complex. I could go anywhere with this thing. You know, you had the official press passes. I mean, I could urinate on the 50 yard line if I wanted to with this. I mean, it gave <laughs> me access to go anywhere. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm like, Sir, we're, we're with the band. I know we're with Kentucky, but we're just going to get our ladders. He goes, I don't think you heard me. I said you're not getting on the field. Did you ask and, him to go get your ladder? or Well, the, George Bolden, you know, the, the adult in the situation, he I was legally adult. You know, George really was an adult. He was like, sir, you know, I'm the band director at University of Kentucky. We're just getting our ladders. And then the police officer looks and goes, I think you're starting to get belligerent. Huh. And and we're sitting there. We're like, Officer down. <laughs> well, yeah, she falls down. like, officer down. Well, I will say this. We went over and got another Louisville police officer. came over and goes, hey, man, you just need to let these people through. They're just trying to get their stuff off the field. He's like, all right, fine. Oh, but yeah, <laughs> it's like I what mean, an inconvenience. So, yeah. So I mean, lots of stuff, but, uh, <sighs> tell you some, yeah. some, I hold the entire fan base responsible for was we went to an away game at Tennessee. This I think was my sophomore year. This is the last year that I did marching band. And I remember uh, Nalen Stadium is, it's one of the largest capacity stadiums in all of America. Over a hundred thousand. Yeah, in terms of it's between them and Michigan. They keep going back and forth adding capacity, but this giant stadium filled with giant big orange potato <laughs> <laughs> and the stadium is it's seated like almost like a true Coliseum. It just goes up and up and up and up rather than out. And we're we're climbing down in our blue uniforms in this sea of orange, just trying to go down on the field and commence our shameful uh Performance of, I don't I don't even remember what we were playing, but as as we're trying to get down on the field, I got clobbered in the head by a giant sixty four ounce big goal big gulp from the stadium. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I, like the the things that were going through my head at that moment, aside from Coca Cola spiked with you know, Jack Daniels, were this person just paid ten dollars for this drink and just decided he wanted to launch it at a very portly trombone player who's just trying to get down on the field to i gotta feel the way you just described yourself i probably would have thrown something at you too now. i couldn't resist this one. okay go ahead he probably yeah he probably thought i was some little piggy that he needed to put on his smoker out in the tailgate <laughs> area of the stadium like the way you smile right, yeah no. I, I got <laughs> i got dazed i mean i didn't have a concussion or anything but it was just one of those things that it's humiliating enough that I'm wearing this marching band uniform with this giant chicken plume sticking out of my head. And I have to go stand on the field and play tunes that no one wants to hear while they go get their hot dogs. It do us if, yeah. it's Playing it away game sucks. I remember this was, this wasn't the year. This was before you got there. I'm pretty sure. Uh, were you there for the halftime show where some country star came out and sang a song he'd written called touchdown Tennessee no oh i'll never forget like that trip yeah it was my freshman year it was so bad like i didn't know i mean i would never been to an away college football game i've been to pro games so i thought i was big stuff i mean we got into nayland and i mean it's hostile i mean first of all if you think their band's loud they're not they mic their band yeah they put mics on the band so it's like oh look how loud the nayland band is like nah, they they mic them that's up. the pride of the <laughs> so we get in there and they uh they are screaming at us they're calling our black band members the n word which first of all is ironically hilarious i'm like okay you know 90% of your football team but yeah. you know that's all right yeah you know yeah call call my friends over here that are black call them that too that that's great it's okay Y'all. when they win you championships but if yeah, they're in the band then yeah, it, it, great great job, Tennessee people. Live up to the stereotype. But then uh, we're walking through, and I mean, I remember as we got in there, a police pulled up alongside us to give us an escort. I'm like, is it really going to be that bad? It was that bad. They oh, were throwing yeah. bottles and ketchup at us. And I remember <laughs> I, the two things when I got down on the field was the first is some guy with about three teeth was like, "Hi, hey, how are you? And I don't know. I mean, I was a stupid kid. I walked up. I was like, what? He goes, Kentucky shocks." I was like, yeah, you will be saying the same thing during basketball season. Now that's not a great comeback. I no, mean it's predictable. That. Yeah, that's predictable. Man, you would have thought I hit him with a weak taser shot. I mean, he lunged at the netting that was I'll kill you! So then we, we get onto the field and, and Tennessee's band is playing a song with this country music star who's singing I just remember, you know, lyric, 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 and then it, the the main refrain was Touchdown, Tennessee. And everyone would go crazy. And I remember this sounds like something you would say. That's why I thought maybe it was you, but someone turned to me and said, Hey Nick, would they all cheer? I think it's because they're so stupid they actually think Tennessee scored and he t- <laughs> <laughs> That was Now what you were there for was that time we went to Tennessee and someone in the band stole a football. Yeah. <laughs> feet, and the police surrounded the band. Yeah, you were- they- they sm- yeah we were we were playing the ha- the halftime show and somebody I I don't remember who it was but somebody stuffed a football up into their sousaphone bell and so they're bringing the, the they brought the football back up into the stands and I don't know if somebody witnessed it or they just I don't know how you realize that one football out of, you know, 500 is missing on the field but yeah the police just started surrounding the, uh, surrounding the band until they I finally, we surrounded. it was like a, an entire squadron. I mean, this was like, this was like the JFK showing up to, it was like J, in Dallas, like the theater showing up to the, or police showing up to the theater where Oswald was. I mean, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> we got swarmed and they were around and it's like, I ain't no one going anywhere until we get this football back. Yeah. All the, all the fans were just like, finally, we get some real halftime entertainment. They're going to strip search this whole band right in front of us. Yeah, and, you know, Bolden, I feel bad for the guy, you know, because, like, Bolden, you know, a lot of people, if you guys know George Bolden, director of bands Kentucky, like, he is a really nice guy. He's sure. one of the nicest guys you can meet. But when you cross that threshold, like, if I get angry, you'll tell, but there's a, it is a complete flip. And, I mean, he was angry because, I mean, that's as he's like, who has a football? And no, I mean, it, we no one admitted it for a long time. No, finally, I think one of them threw, they threw the football back down. And I don't think they pressed any charges. That would have been hilarious. That dude. would have been funny to get arrested. Of all things to get arrested for in Nayland Stadium, it's for stealing a football. Yeah. I, I remember when I remember George Bolden got mad at us one time because we were both we were both squad leaders in the band and in charge of marching and drill, which I find just hilariously ironic. You're yeah. putting a, you're putting a three hundred pound portly Tremont player in charge of physical movement on the field. <laughs> but i remember we we positioned ourselves at, at the start of the year we, we were like hey let's we, let's pick our spots you know fight, figure out where we're gonna march so we decided we were gonna stand next together no that's that's not because i remember this that's not what happened we originally didn't and then there was some drill that moved us together i oh, remember that's right. that yeah we, we, we i was addicted we got blamed for that because i know why he was mad and i tried to explain like we didn't do that on purpose anyway go ahead sorry but yeah he so we we ended up stopping in the middle of rehearsal, and we're standing in the form, and all George Bolden just all of a sudden is he's like, "Yeah, I think the clarinets need to come out a little bit more, and I think the uh, the trumpets for some reason the lines out of here. Why are there two squad leaders standing next to each other?" And <laughs> we just kind of looked at him, and go, I, oh. "I I don't I don't know, I don't know why." I remember one of my favorite uh, Barch Bevo was, because this is what I found out. You have a truly remarkable voice. We talked about this earlier. They, it does you carry. Know, yeah. We're not we're not very good with, with it. Like, for instance, the girlfriend who was a drum major, the way I got her attention one day was throwing pieces of paper at her in the cafeteria. As you can see, I'm quite the Romeo. I don't really know. <laughs> what I'm doing. So there was this really hot girl named Jessica, uh, French yeah. horn player, or mellophone. I don't know why, because she wouldn't talk to anybody. Like, she was really really shy. Yeah, really, really shy. And, I mean, if you're a hot girl and you're shy in college, I mean, it'll get broken really quick. I mean, people are going to try to talk to you. But she wouldn't – there was just, like, one French horn player dude that was, like, her surrogate older brother. And he wasn't, like, trying to get – he already had a girlfriend. Like, she would talk to, that apparently was from her hometown. Past that, she wouldn't talk to anybody. So I remember talking with a bunch of people, and I mean, this makes me feel like such a jerk now. I'm like, feel like the <laughs> douchebag that I always say I hate. But I'm like, okay, guys, just, just, just if Jessica's, not, her name was Jessica. If Jessica's not looking at you. Just yell her name. Just yell her <laughs> name, and then keep going like nothing yep. happened. So we'd be marching around, and I'd go by her and be like, Jessica.
1: She like she'd look start around. looking
0: around. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem that genius. Except we had about twenty people doing this. Oh, she and had to be. She's probably locked up in a in a psych ward somewhere right now because well, of our marching band experience. Well, and I'll never forget because originally it was just like when we went by her and drilled. The key was to yell her name and then look like you hadn't done anything, so she would wonder. But eventually, you know, we had to get creative. She got onto it. So we're like, well, Seth, can you try. It's Seth from. 50 yards away could just clear. I remember you could just go Jessica and it would just pierce the air like a beautiful angel. (laughs) And I remember the best part was at one point we crossed the middle of the field and like, you know, we didn't have this timed out, so like at one point, about fifteen of us at the same time just <laughs> all <you> know, "Jessica, <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> Jessica!" And she missed the spot, and Baldingusano, Jessica, she just like loses it. She screams like, "Why are people screaming, my dad?" It so. was like a giant chain effect. It was Jessica, Jessica, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> she talked to us after that though, which is nice. No, one, none of us got a date with her. Which I'm not surprised after doing that, but at least she talked. After that. Yeah, yeah, but it was a good times. <laughs> Marchie band is as terrible as Marchie band could be. Sometimes we had some fun in there. Remember, uh, did you ever do pet band? I didn't actually. You know, at the time, I I wish I kind I wish I would have. It took me about a year year and a half to get into basketball. Like when I got to college I didn't care about college football. I didn't care about college Wait, basketball at all. You I, didn't care about college football? I thought you, well you oh pro football you watch. Yeah, I watched pro football, but before I you know, before that first year of college, I didn't care about college football at all. And I definitely wasn't a basketball fan. Yeah. So by the by the time my second and final year in marching band rolled around, I just I just decided like I want nothing to do with marching band ever again. Yeah. So, I kind of associated Pet Band with that. Yeah. So, I, But I, now, looking back on it, I wish I would have done it. Cause... Well, I'll tell you, and we could do, you know, we'll have to save some because there's just tons of information that we could go through for that. But when I was a senior assistant again, I got to do a lot of cool stuff. I'm starting to feel like Star Jones on The View, which I'm embarrassed I can say that usually because I'm a lawyer. Yeah, I've not tried it. But, you know, <laughs> I was a senior assistant, which meant I got to basically be on staff as a student. And uh, I got to sit like right next to Bolden down on the floor, you know, or, or right at center court for part of the years. But it was weird because I wore these headphones and my job was to communicate, be the go between from Bolden to the people upstairs. And the first thing is the people upstairs are perverts. They'll be sitting there talking before the game, checking out the cheerleaders and the dance team members and everything at oh, all. Well, everyone's doing that. I can't repeat on this podcast the things they were talking about. Yeah, when you're in a, when you're not officially in public, if you're in an enclosed box or something, the personal filter immediately comes off. Well, I remember it, and I had a friend, Matt, who was another senior assistant. Like He would go in the van, and his job was to, during the uh, Star Spangled Banner God Bless America lyrics, tell them when to change them on the you know, the subtitles with each phrase. And he said like before any of that, like the way they tested their zooms on their cameras and stuff or whatever, is they'd like be zooming in on girls like boobs and butts all over the place. (laughs) People are as perverted as you think. But I remember uh, it was scary because I'd be down there and they'd call me and they'd be like, "Uh, Nick, yeah, we need you to tell Bolden, Mr. Bolden, that we are not going to need the band to play. We are not going to need the band to play. And I go up. I go, uh, hey George. Um, they're telling me that we're not going to play. I'm like, what? Why are not we going to play? Why do those idiots think that now's? A- oh yeah, we're in the middle of a of a two point game with five minutes left. What are they going to do instead? That's not great. Well, then I'd go back and I'd have to filter it. And be like, um, yes, Mr. Bolden would like to know <laughs> uh, what are you planning to do. He goes, we're doing a weather and traffic report. Oh. <laughs> I would go back and be like. What, uh, George, they're doing a weather. What the hell? What type of shit is that? This is bullshit. I'm not even. I don't believe this. Ah! She called back, and like, um, Mr. Bolden would like to know if it's still possible for us to play. The director of athletic bands humbly, respectfully requests. Well, then they'd be <laughs> like, will you tell George that, you know, he doesn't, you know, we have contracts, we have to, and he can just shut up. Uh, Mr. Bolden, they said that at this time they can't. <laughs> <laughs> And, I mean, I had to be this go-between between all this all this strife and turmoil. It was Turn terrible. everything into legal speak. That's awesome. Yeah. It was uh, slightly terrifying. <laughs> I don't know, though. That's the thing. It was a marching band, at least. When, when things went bad, we could take solace and stupid, fun stories like that. Oh, now, yeah. watch Kentucky lose, and it's just... The, the away game when we went to South Carolina, you remember that? We... <laughs> one of the buses ended up crashing or, oh, yeah. it, didn't, or it didn't crash in it did crash per se like any any kind of just touching of buses and i know it sounds like some kind of depraved sex act or something but just the slightest touching of buses and we had to pull over to the side of the road for yeah. hours and hours we ended up missing I think our we dress rehearsal or something, right? We were going to perform at Irmo High School, and we ended up missing it, which was fine with me. But I'll never forget, the funniest part was, like, we, the bus crashed. And, like, apparently they actually had a pretty good jolt. I remember they were watching Shawshank Redemption. That's what the people on the bus told me. and Which, first of all, why would you watch that on a bus? Like, that's that's my favorite movie of all time, but that's just not a... It's not a movie you just watch on a bus ride. I don't know. It just doesn't seem... But anyway, they were watching Shawshank Redemption, and, and the, the bus hit, and then people back home said that on the news... I like, keep in mind, there were six buses. That yeah. All they said on the news was, this just in, the University of Kentucky band bus has crashed. <laughs> crashed. <laughs> the, <What? laughs> the whole bus is... <laughs> It's like the, like the whole band's in play. <laughs> hey, hey, just what what is, this giant pile-up, just a, accordion bust after accordion bust. Just, like, backed up to each other. I got to tell you something terrible that I did. This is awful. One of my favorite students, name is Francesca, and she a uh, French horn player. She's hilarious. And she was – we were on our trip to Florida. And, like, you know, if, 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 I'm a band director. We take these trips. We leave at midnight because of the cost. Like, if you leave at midnight, it doesn't charge you for the day before we get there. So we sleep on the bus, get there in the morning, go to the theme park. You know, everyone woken up. We're all cranky. And Francesca starts getting texts from – one of her friend's moms asking, you know, are you guys there? Everything going okay? And I said, hey, text this back. And she did. She said, bus burning, can't get out, tell mom I love her, dot, dot, <laughs> and then just put a bunch of random characters. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, you think maybe the mom would think this is a joke, but the mom was like, please tell me this a joke. Please tell me. And she's like, yeah i love you. I am, yeah, that's my influence as a teacher right there. That's what I is, is she still a student? Oh yeah, she's an eighth grader now. She you, does should, that. you should start doing the Jessica thing to her. Francesca. Just. Oh, she's she's way too smart for that crap. Oh, like really? she's the person that when I used to bring my Admiral Akbar to school, she kidnapped him and held him hostage. Oh. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> I can't yeah, so this is a yeah. It's a trap yeah exactly I was, I, was, I was like where's akbar like, he was gone i'm basting in butter we did talk about the time that the uh we were playing at louisville and we got caught in the rain oh yeah 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 that yeah, was the shoot was that 2000 i think it might have been 2001 if it, no. was, at, if it was at louisville it was 2000 because it's an even number year. okay i just remember yeah we were playing in This torrential downpour happened, and, like, everyone tried to leave at once because it came out of nowhere, and we couldn't leave. Yeah, it was a giant thunderstorm and uh, lightning everywhere, so they were clearing the stadium. Yeah. It's like a a two-and-a-half-hour delay, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was a long – we eventually finally got to the buses, but, I mean, it was a close game and everything, and – I just remember being on the bus and everybody, all the, all the woodwind players, all the clarinet players are just, I can't believe that they're going to make us go back out there. My pads are ruined on my clarinet. George Bolton's going to have to replace my, my clarinet pads. Well, wait, you're, you're forgetting one thing, though. Before we, as I remember we got in trouble for playing when we weren't supposed to. Like, the university president and everything was like, why were they doing that? Because we were playing in the rain. Like, the rain was, like, just beating down on us, and we were playing stand tunes. While everybody was evacuating? Yeah, well, we couldn't move, so we <laughs> started playing stand tunes. I remember Jack Spaldy was there wearing his sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still wearing, in the rain, playing. And we, we couldn't move, and, and then finally we moved, and, you know, we got in there. And, I mean, yeah, we got on that bus, and, I mean, we are wearing wool suits, and we're all wet. And, I mean, it oh, snowed. It was like a sauna when she oh. got in the bus. It's—I mean—the the pure body odor smell just so bad—and yeah, then the smell clarinet, like the involved. instrument room. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> if you don't know anything about instruments, I mean, brass instruments, we can we can take it, but woodwind instruments—if they get wet, uh, the pads and everything get ruined. I mean, yeah, these girls were just like screaming. I guess guys do, but yeah, come on, let's, let's just fit the stereotype here. Mostly, are <laughs> yeah. the, just the like, types ow. of guys who play clarinet. Yeah. Like, oh, hi, Mr. Bolden's going to replace the pads on my clarinet. Is that acceptable? It's like, I got a pad for you. <laughs> you need to uh, put this pad somewhere. Yeah. Speaking of pads, absorbency. a little uh, segue. Speaking of pads, we're going to have an interview here with Tori Fowler, or she calls herself on Facebook, Tori Flower. If you read RamblyBeachCat.com, which, Mom, I'm assuming you do if you're listening, uh, she was the girl that was in the tampons or tattoos story. Her boyfriend, you know, didn't want to give her money. She didn't have any money. She's unemployed. Uh, they have a kid. Didn't want to give her money for a tattoo. She said, okay, well, I need the money for tampons. And he he said yes. He was like, okay, and gave her the money, which, uh, you know, I'll get into that, why that works on guys. We The minute a girl mentions lady issues, we don't want to Oh, either. yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. <my mother. laughs> any, time she mentions her pillowy parts and anything that might be wrong with them, it's uh, we we instantly just kind of glaze over. You just call them pillowy parts,
1: that's right. That's like
0: <laughs> so. After that, she uh she got the money, and then I, this is what I want to get. I mean, the police report says they continued to argue, and then she just like beat the crap out of them. And you know, she showed up in the comment section of my blog and said, You know, hey, I'm willing to uh give my side of the story, and uh, she goes, Yeah, you know, it was kind of crazy what I did, but I had my reasons. and... You know, and and here's the thing I said this on the Facebook post is uh, number one, she's she's beautiful, you know, her mugshot doesn't do her any justice. Uh, and number two, I talked to her on the phone a couple times and she's surprisingly normal, very sweet, actually. You know, I mean, girls can hide the crazy guys. If if we're crazy, you're gonna see it, we're gonna have pop collars and be you know. Well, I mean, watch Jersey Shore. You'll see that's what crazy guys look. At. Girls yeah. are much better hiding the crazy. It's it's a lot. It's it's just like what George Carlin said: yeah, "Men are stupid and women are crazy, and the reason women are crazy is because men are stupid." <laughs> so we're gonna uh, we're gonna Let's get, get her on here. here. All right, Tori. So first of all, uh, I have to ask you for uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. I yes. Have I'm to ask on. what possessed you because i mean i've done these weird crime stories for a while you were the first person i mean you contacted me i've tried to contact other people occasionally you were like i'll well you didn't really contact you came on the on the comment section and said you know anyone wants to contact me and get the whole story and then i got in touch with you what made you want to do that
1: um well my sister actually had emailed me and told me that there was a website up that was talking about um, the affidavit and my arrest, and I told her, oh, this should be interesting, so she gave me the link, and I clicked on it, and I read I read it and everything, and then I just commented on it, I was like, this should be fun, so, it, I mean, it seemed, um, the affidavit was a little exaggerated, but it was I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> okay,
0: cool. Give so, it to us to exaggerate. Okay. So your sister didn't say, there's some crappy website that has the affidavit, and she just said, there's a website that makes me feel a little <laughs> Well, better. she...
1: Well, she said, oh, you might be mad. Um, I found a website that has your arrest report on it. And I was like, really? And she sent me the link. And I was like, oh, wow, this is interesting.
0: <laughs> first of all, I mean, how much, does, like, you know, you say that I didn't quite get the story 100% mm-hmm. correct. I, I, you know, I'm but going off the reports I had, do you want to walk us through, like, what happened from beginning to end or, like?
1: I'm not like, sure.
0: <laughs> okay, well, uh, first thing I'll ask is you wanted to get a tattoo. Did you go to him and say, okay, I need money for a tattoo?
1: Um, It actually wasn't that I wanted a tattoo. Um, My sister was getting a tattoo for her birthday, and I asked my boyfriend if uh, I could go with her to get a tattoo, and he misunderstood what I was saying. I guess he thought I wanted to go get a tattoo. I had wanted one about a month ago, but that that part was uh, misunderstood. (laughs) Okay,
0: so how did the money get involved in it?
1: The money got involved because I wanted to go to Walmart to get tampons because... Uh, we were going on a trip to Tennessee, and I didn't have any feminine stuff, and I needed tampons, and he had an attitude with me about it, and he was just kind of being a jerk, really, about it, and he was kind of counting his money slowly out, and I was getting frustrated with him about the whole night. I'm surprised
0: so, that a guy got that indignant when it came to... Dealing with feminine issues like that, because I know whenever I hear anything about that, I immediately shut down and I will hand out hundreds, hundred dollar bills and I will do anything to get away from that kind of topic or situation. Yeah. If my wife says, you know, I need money for Tammy, like here. Yeah. You just throw the wallet at her. You, just, yeah, you, just, you don't even bother counting the money. You and just, that's why I said, like, I'm a teacher, and if girl, like, I'm, i am you know, I'm pretty strict about when kids can go to the bathroom because they'll try all, you, you'll notice they'll try to go to the bathroom at the same time their girlfriend, you know, has but if a girl comes up and says, I'm having my peer before she can even, like, get it out, I'm like, go, 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 yeah. go. Yeah, you go. give her the giant, you give her the giant timpani head for the bathroom pass. Yeah. I'm and like, just send her on her way. Yeah. Okay, so. So this, so you you actually didn't. So you're saying you didn't ask for money for tampons. I mean, for, for I uh, tattoos, you didn't ask for money for a tattoo.
1: No, I didn't ask for a tattoo.
0: <laughs> okay, well, how did that end up? So was that just a, the police writing down the report wrong?
1: Um, I'm. It's either them or his parents were really the ones that spoke to the police officer, and um, I think his dad. His dad didn't know anything. He wasn't even a witness, but on there he said he was, and he he had told him that I wanted a tattoo and. My boyfriend's stepmom was like, "No, that's not how it went." and I guess the police officer just went ahead and wrote it down anyways.
0: Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That's what you like when the police listen carefully. That's cool. So so okay, then according to this thing, I mean, was it just like a punch or did you beat the crap out of him? Like did you finally just snap? <laughs>
1: um, I kind of wish I did punch him because then I would have had a, a reason to go to jail, but really I pushed his shoulder. He was he was counting out his money really slowly. And he had about five bucks on his lap, and I grabbed it and I pushed his shoulder pretty firmly, and I I stormed away. And, and his dad was like, "I should call the police." And I was like, "Go ahead, I don't care," and because I didn't think anything of it, you know. My boyfriend was laughing; he thought that the whole thing was pretty funny. And his dad just called the police, and they came down there.
0: Now I gotta like ask: did, did you threaten spat here? Well, did you threaten to kill him? That's the one thing I have to ask. Um,
1: like- I did um i i didn't literally mean kill him i um he his dad was being over exaggerated with the whole thing and he he said something about your kid could get taken away from you and I was like, yeah, if my kid gets taken away from me i'll kill him or something like that. I was pretty upset,
0: oh gosh okay so <laughs> all right so so you had to go to jail, you said you were only there for like twelve hours Seth. I think you had a couple questions you wanted to ask like, oh, oh yeah i i wa- I want to know like all the all the good nitty gritty detail about the time in jail like what what kind of place was this Ugh. and what did you have to i wonder if you like had to c- confront anyone or did you uh, have to th- threaten anyone with your street cred
1: <laughs> i i honestly thought going into jail there was going to be a bunch of mean girls who would try to confront me and try to fight me and everything but they were all surprisingly very calm and happy they were very strange i i stayed in a room with five different girls they, they were very weird. They pretended to smoke cigarettes in the morning. They uh... <laughs>
0: Wait, wait, hold on. Let's back up. What do you mean they pretended? Like Did they have anything or were they just like imaginary no, cigarettes? No,
1: they, they, um, they would wake up and they would make like louder sounds, lighting a cigarette. And they would wake up somebody and say, hey, do you want to share a cigarette with me? And the person would be like, yeah. And they're literally just sitting there pretending to smoke a cigarette. <laughs>
0: Wow, these these sound like the kind of people that might shiv you over tampon fraud. You know,
1: <laughs> they were they were pretty gross. I, I'll admit the girls there were very. It's not a place for me. I've learned my lesson definitely about you know putting my hands on somebody. But it, it was it was cold. The, the beds are not really beds; they're kind of just very thin mattresses over bars. And I was on the top bunk, and I'm very short. I'm only five one, and I had to jump up. You have to jump up there to get on your bed. I freaking bruised my stomach up trying to get up there a couple times.
0: <laughs> so what? What were all they in for? Or did they even tell you?
1: Um, I found out because one of the girls that were in there with me, she was she was pretty strange, but she talked to me the most, and I I looked up her charges, and all eight of them were battery on a pregnant woman, oh, and yeah, oh. they, these were different pregnant women because these charges were years <laughs> apart and she just that's,
0: she beats up pregnant women. You know. the same <laughs> one isn't just enough you have to have multiple apparently uh, yeah. <laughs> yep so. either that or she has a boyfriend that keeps getting other people pregnant that's
1: what that, i figured. i yeah. figured she just has a naughty boyfriend <laughs>
0: that's the most brilliant thing you've thought of this uh this evening that's right? uh that's that's why i should be a detective right there
1: <laughs>
0: okay so all right so when you finally got out like are you and this guy back together
1: We've been together for three years. Um, we are still together. We just have our arguments, and um, I guess they just tend to get a little out of control. But I'm now having to do 24 weeks of anger management, which is $25 per class, and it's nice. $85 for admission. And it's just—he dropped the charges, but the state picked him back up because the the thing, the it was still in progress, I guess. So oh. it's it's a big ordeal. It's I have to take this 24 week class now for. Anger management, but
0: that's how they get you. That's how yep. they that's how they find you now. They make you make you take programs. It's like and the have- anger management's gonna piss you off more. Right. Yeah, so I-
1: <laughs> what pisses me off is just the the money. It, it's just all about money because I have to pay eight hundred dollars in court fees, and it's it's crazy. It's not really about who was the victim, you know. It's just all about money. I, I believe it is so.
0: Now, are you are you full time mom? Are you working at all? Or are you with the, are you with your kids still?
1: Um, I yeah, I'm a full time mom. I've I've been trying to look for work. It's very hard in a small town like PSL. There's really nobody hiring. But I'm constantly. I actually went to I filled out three applications today. But yeah, I am a full time mom. I have a five month old son.
0: Yeah, and I can tell you guys right now. Like for instance, I did a story one time on a couple of girls from florida Uh, i'm sorry your state for some reason has stories like this all the time a couple of girls in florida who ditched their baby at walmart when they almost got caught at a robbery and went out dancing later and and some of these people have their facebook profiles open tori's isn't completely open now i'm friends with her on facebook i can tell you like number one her kid's beautiful very cute kid (laughs) number two i mean there's pictures of her holding her kid i mean pictures don't prove it but you can tell she loves her kid here are the pictures and that's the thing. Like I said, talking to her now, hopefully you hear it. I mean, she sounds like I remember talking to her. I was like, sounded way too normal than what I read. For a... <laughs> yeah. yeah, this person so. isn't, isn't stabbing people over uh, tampons <laughs> and tattoos. The only no. thing you said that made me give pause when I, I was like, uh, I was like, you look a lot better than you do in your mug shot. You're like, yeah, yeah, you never do look better. And I was like, wait, so if you had a mug shot before, how do you just? Is <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> well, this the first
0: was... time you ran in with the law?
1: Well, was, uh, this is the first time. I I have a clean record. I'm a straight-A student. I graduated with high honors. I had a scholarship, and I can't go to college now because um, this arrest, it just It coincidentally fell into place when college was starting the semester, and I ended up getting arrested like a couple days before college started, and so now I'm having to wait until probably the winter to go into college now. What
0: are you majoring in? Um,
1: I Criminal I want to go justice. into video broadcasting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's or dental assisting. I'm still debating on which
0: one. That is like the hot girl go to dental assistant. Oh yeah, yeah. I, remember, <laughs> I remember all the dental the yeah. dental assistant the girls that we knew in, in uh, at UK, like Jill. Oh yeah, dental dental assistant. That's like the like you de I can see that. It's like that's the that's the beautiful woman like go to job. Yeah, it's better than nursing too because you don't have to deal with all the vomit. And the bedpans oh, and God. everything. And the hands the old we <laughs> were, yeah. like, grabbed. Yeah, the, whole, the old man hands, who just can't get enough. That's just... <laughs> That's, so, okay, now, I only have one question that I got from Paul. Uh, he wanted to know, um, what type of tampon would you have bought if you spent the money on tampons? I guess that's, uh, the, first, that's the only question. <laughs> that's real creepy for a guy to want to know. You know, I, know. I like I, I hope like I hope she chooses always. I hope she does. <laughs>
1: um, I would have chose Campax the Pink Edition.
0: Right on. I mean, <laughs> what? Uh, it's just
1: usually the kind I get. So Campax for Yep.
0: Okay. And what tattoo did you want? That's. I th- well, sorry. I yeah. think I'm both Seth's question. What was? I think he wanted to ask that. Yeah, I, I wanted to know what kind of tattoo you wanted to get, like uh, <laughs> some intricate design or something. Some girls choose like the little butterfly on the ankle, or or a tramp stamp. What were you gonna What were you gonna get?
1: It was actually pretty funny because when I saw your guys's um, blog about the arrest, um, the the profile or the pictures of the tampon, the flying tampon, or whatever, I was like, wow, that's ironic because I wanted to get a butterfly, like um, on my lower back, pretty much a tramp stamp, I guess you could say, because I have like an infatuation with butterflies since I was little, and that's pretty much it, just a simple butterfly.
0: Nice. Would you would you be affable to having property of rambling beach cat tattooed somewhere in your pocket? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I, have to, I ask everybody that. It's not just yeah. Don't worry. He asked his mom that. Don't yeah. feel bad. <laughs> asked his mom that. So, okay, so I, I don't know. I've never really, like, I've wanted tattoos, but I don't know. I, I don't think I could pull it off. I think I'd look, like, you could have one. I could see that. I think I'd look ridiculous with a tattoo. I don't know.
1: Oh, anybody can pull off a tattoo.
0: Uh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm pretty, uh, I'm, I'm a bigger guy. So <laughs> I, I, every time I see big guys with tattoos, I just, they're either like biker gang guys who are just right. gin, ginormous. And
1: yeah. It's, well, I, it's choice, so.
0: I, I don't put off an air of, you know, being angry and wanting to confront everybody. So I, I don't know <laughs> if I would get anything. My brother has a tattoo, though. He's got a what? Ta- Yeah, he's got a tattoo of a cross and some bible wow. verse that he's uh, that he likes a lot your so. brother? yeah what wow. <laughs> well, you're okay I'm not even gonna get <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I know the, 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 the <laughs> irony this is of something we will have, have to discuss Christian symbolism on himself <laughs> it's like uh, he's the no. only person in my family though I, he's the only person in my family I know that has a tattoo Except maybe wow. one of my other cousins huh. wow. I knew a girl one time who had a tattoo of a candle burning on both ends I thought that was kind of cool wow <laughs> I wonder what that so. meant well, yeah. I mean, she said, you know, it was just because she was stressed. The only tattoo I've ever seen that really struck me is: uh, Have either of you ever seen the movie Dusk Till Dawn? Oh yeah, I Salma Hayek. You haven't seen Dusk Till Dawn, Tori? No, I haven't. Oh come on, now it's it's, a scary it, movie? it's probably before her time, Nick. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, we're old. I forget. It's a it's it's a weird movie because it starts off as a straightforward abduction movie, and it stars George Clooney and actually Quentin Tarantino. Doesn't direct it, but he's in it as an actor. Yeah, it's, and, uh, it would be like if Quentin Tarantino did direct True Blood and Twilight oh.
1: and mash them together. Because be what awesome.
0: happens is, yeah, I mean, it starts off as a straightforward movie, and then in the middle it becomes this crazy vampire movie. But wow. like George Clooney, the whole movie has this shirt on, and there's like these flames coming up on his neck that are like a tattoo. And at the end <laughs> of the movie, he he takes off his shirt. And I mean, look, I'm a 100 straight male but i mean george clooney with his shirt off even as a straight male i have to admit it's a beautiful sight i'm, I'm not i'm wow. to say, yeah. awesome. you know, he's, a, he's a Kentucky guy too so i have to say yeah, that's, that's right. completely quiet sets so like i'm not i was just, get, just about to say it's because he's from kentucky i was going to try and save you somehow but <laughs> you're <laughs> you're on a you're in a <laughs> downward spiral tonight nick but uh <laughs> i've been on one for 33 years but anyway he uh but he takes off his shirt and it's just this giant flame going up his perfectly sculpted bicep and I was like, "That's <laughs> awesome!" And then I questioned a lot of things and felt weird and strange. <laughs> then, <laughs> started you started col- <laughs> then you started collecting. Then you started collecting action figures, and then yeah, you that, regained that your that masculinity. <laughs> now I have to ask Tori, where you you can be completely honest, like because I mean I know I can be kind of a jerk when I'm writing these things. Like, do you read this thing and think, "What a pretentious prick," writing this? Like, did you think I sounded like a jerk, right? Because now that I've met you, like I feel I have to admit I feel a little bit bad. I'm like, Tori's oh. actually pretty sweet. So yeah, don't
1: um. I just, I look at, I don't really take things too personally, especially when it comes to the internet, because I know some people do. They, I mean, you have to capture people's attention, you know. Of course, I thought some of the wording was a little, I don't know, rude, I guess. But overall, I really thought it was kind of funny. I was, I was a little pissed when I got out of jail. I was like, wow, I can't believe I just spent the night in jail for something little like this. And then I, I read that, and after I read it, it just made me kind of laugh. I was like, wow, I sound really stupid. <laughs> But I mean, you have to get people's
0: attention. So okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs>
1: so. it's, the,
0: it's the style nowadays. Everybody, it, it's you have to be kind of kind of loud, over the top, right. yeah, and almost ridiculous with the humor. Just kind of how I live my life. So yeah, I guess I can go. With that. <laughs> but okay, well, I. Anyway, it's it's nice to kind of get the whole story now, now that we know. And that's that's stupid that, like, you pushed him on the shoulder. Like, I think it would have been much cooler if you actually did beat the crap out oh, of him. Oh, yeah, if you'd have broken I, his nose.
1: I, I kind of, after I read I was like, man, maybe I should have been a little more firm. But it was really just <laughs> a, it was just a really firm push that's on his shoulder. That's about it. You definitely you and should his have gotten
0: your money's worth,
1: yeah.
0: Do you and his family still have to interact? Like, do you get along with them at all, or are they still...
1: I, I live with him and his family, I i don't always get along with his family but i try my best
0: (laughs) wait so you're still in the house with them
1: oh yes yes Mm
0: -hmm. oh gosh are they are they are they helping you pay for any of the the fees or anything or is it just kind of up to you
1: my boyfriend's paying all of it for all of it oh right on yep and they're giving me the classes so
0: (laughs) for any of you that that like think She's making her boyfriend pay for all of it. I'll write a story about this, and I'll ask Tori for permission to use some of her pictures from Facebook if she lets me. You'll see why he'd pay for it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, he'd be fine. He, if you if you had Tori as a girlfriend, you'd be like, all right, I'll pay. I'll pay the anger management fee classes. Yeah, nobody else needs to be thinking that they can pay. But I didn't mean woman. it like that, Seth. God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, name. Yeah, but, yeah. I am.
1: I start classes in about two weeks. It's going to be every Thursday morning, and I have to be there. And if I'm not there on time, I have to pay $50. If I miss a class, I can go back to jail. So.
0: Wow. What, yeah. is, there, is there a jail alternative? Like how many day, days would you have to spend in jail if to not take the class?
1: Um, if I were to miss a class, I'd go back to jail for 60 days, and then I'd have to do six months probation.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yes. It's very, very extreme. Did, <laughs> did, you,
0: did you defend yourself, or did you have representation?
1: Um, it really sucked because uh, I went to the arraignment and I wanted to plead not guilty to punching him and uh, my public defender, he, he came up to me and he, he told me that's a bad idea because I can go to jail because there was two witnesses supposedly and he kind of um, pushed me into the classes, a diversion program and I pled no contest and I've never been in court so I didn't know what I was doing, I was scared to go back to jail and basically I then afterwards I read the paperwork and it told me all these fees I have to pay, and I tried to change my mind, but it was already too late. So.
0: Oh, wow. So there. At what point was were you, was your family or was your boyfriend's family okay with everything? Because you, th- you figure at some point they could have just dropped the charges.
1: Right. Um, they. The thing with their uh, with my boyfriend's family is they're very wishy washy. Um, one day they'll hate me, the next day they'll love me. Um, it was really my boyfriend who wanted to drop the charges because he didn't want the police called. He didn't even call the police. His dad did. And he thought it was just kind of way out of hand, and they the, basically, the day after I got out of jail, my dad bailed me out, and I came back to the house, because I live here, this is my residence, um, my boyfriend's house, and they let me back in with no problem.
0: It had to be the most awkward greeting. It, like, it was, yeah, first. If hey, you would have shown up with prison braids and, and, and an actual tattoo, like property of Desiree, yeah.
1: <laughs> Precinct
0: One Twenty Nine of.
1: Okay. Oh gosh, yeah, they just they wanted to see how jail was, I guess. So they asked me a bunch of questions, and I told them how it was. It's not a pretty thing. It's it's horrible. I'd never want to go back there ever again.
0: Now, Joe, our our pod, we have a guy that comes on the podcast that we we've just met you, and we have a lot more respect for you than we'll ever have for him. Uh, he had to go to jail once, and he was in jail for a night, and he said the thing that was the worst was being bored. He was like, you know, it wasn't yeah. that bad. I just was so bored. Like, was that?
1: Oh, it's so boring. I the worst part was I, I couldn't sleep. Obviously, I'm not used to that type of environment, and I. I- I was, I had, because I had a court date the next morning at eight o'clock, and I, I got into the jail cell around like one o'clock in the morning, and I just laid there, just staring at the ceiling. It really sucked. <laughs> it's very boring.
0: Do, do they give you an alarm clock, or do they just like poke you with a stick to wake you up? Like, how do they? <laughs> they throw water on you. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> like, they you... um, uh,
1: they set up a, they set off a very loud alarm at five o'clock in the morning, and that's breakfast, and. They, they tell you to get out of bed over the intercom, and if you don't get out of bed, they tell you again, and then they come in if you don't get out of bed, but you have to make your bed perfect, and then you, you have to go out there and get breakfast, and that was very awkward, going out in front of all these weird girls, you know, they don't know me, they know I'm new, and it's very weird. <laughs>
0: Was it like in the movies where you see new new meats coming into the into the prison? Everybody's shaking the bars and throwing <laughs> throwing figs and yelling at you.
1: I thought it was going to be like that, but it really wasn't. They just they just stare and they're just very very strange. They're kind of quiet. They keep they had their own groups, I guess. And it was almost wow. like high school, really.
0: That would have been awesome <laughs> if you had to join a gang.
1: Oh gosh! In order to survive, <laughs> I'm still I'm still
0: hung I, up on the fake like, cigarette thing. Yeah, that is pretty weird. I've never heard that before. That's just so <laughs> weird.
1: I like, I thought it was going to be like in the movies, but it was nowhere near that at all. It's
0: Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it told me not to get a tattoo. But I, I'm, I'm, serious. <laughs> I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> so now let me ask, we'll, we'll go back in your history a little bit. How did you and your boyfriend get together? Like, I know it's kind of far back, but
1: how'd um, you all meet? Uh, I was, I was really the hot girl in school. I just moved to Port St. Lucie from West Virginia. Um, it was my freshman year and there was a dance, um, that was happening, like a homecoming dance. And there was this really annoying guy who really wanted to go with me and he followed me around the whole time at the dance. And I just, I, I picked this guy I saw standing there. I went up to him like, can you dance with me? Because I don't want to dance with this weirdo over here. And so he danced with me. And then after that, um, I pretty much kept in contact with him and, we started going out about
0: a month after that. It was actually a pretty cool story. I like that. Yeah. I, I, thought you were, I thought you were going to say you ended up with the stalker. And oh, no. I was, no. I was, I was going to be was like, wow, story. stalking works. <laughs> yeah. This is proof that stalking works. But I'm glad I'm glad it worked out that way. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Me too. Now, what's your picture, your mugshot picture? Because, I mean, every picture of you on Facebook, you know. The only thing I don't like about your pictures, you are way too pretty and too smart to do duck face. You know what duck face oh.
1: is? I... I Yes, I have a couple of pictures on there that, that are duck face, and I try to a say... couple? <laughs> I,
0: I really you have, have a more couple. than a couple. <laughs> Nick, how much have you looked at her profile? I'm not admitting that right now, okay? I, I, it was research. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, let's not try <laughs> to turn this on you, Nick. <laughs> Defend your scrunchy face. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, go ahead.
1: Sorry. I have, I don't know, I guess I don't know how, much, how many duck face poses I have on there. I have so many pictures on there, it's unreal, but I don't know. It's just kind of, it comes naturally. You just put the camera in front of you, and you just want to... It, it's
0: hard oh. to explain. <laughs> oh. but. Yeah, I, there was a girl, I, I teach a rock music class uh, at one of the colleges hey. here, and there was a girl in my class who just every picture she ever had was just scrunchy face, scrunchy that face. Hell, yeah. I'm like, you don't have to do that. Yeah, you, you I, I like to
1: smile
0: more than the. Yeah, the, like the natural, normal human smile is so much nicer. I will yes. say this. Every every picture I see of Seth, he has one eyebrow up, like he does in the picture you're looking at. Right? Like that's oh, that's, yeah. that's Seth's duck face right there is the eyebrow. But, I I mean, should, I, like, your, your mugshot, and, I mean, that's the, Like, you don't look ugly in your mugshot at all. But, like, I was shocked when you sent the picture of you on the, on the comment section because your mugshot, you look, like, I mean, you still look, I guess, cute, but, like, really intimidating and mean.
1: Yeah, and then all I, your
0: pictures on Facebook, you look really nice and sweet. Like, what was going through your head when that shot got taken?
1: Like, I wanted to smile so bad. I wanted to smile, but I was so angry because I had been sitting. Because um, when they admit you into the jail, you have to sit in a cell for, like, three hours, literally. And I was I was getting real mad because I'm just sitting there. You know, I'm cold, I'm freezing, and I was, I don't know, I wanted to smile, but I didn't.
0: <laughs> so, I wish you- You'd be able to take glamour shots for 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 mug shots, like old old school old school pictures where you'd have the laser background, yeah, <laughs> and like the and giant perm hairdo and pop yeah. collar.
1: That'd be nice.
0: <laughs> now let me ask you: You're doing these anchor management classes. You're not looking forward to them. The, the, you know, you seem you seem more than smart enough to do something like this if you like to do it. But like I I know stuff I hate. I write about it. Have you ever thought maybe just these these anchor management classes coming up? you know start like a website or a blog and be like i have to go to these stupid classes get here's what and happens deal. and just start writing about all the stupid crap that happens at these things if Snooky can get a book deal so can you yeah that's, yeah i keep telling myself that and it doesn't work but okay you're not you're not hot nick that's um, not I... either. she's orange okay orange. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. sorry go ahead
1: um, I, I love to write I like blogging about a lot of things especially music but I think I was actually thinking about doing that Um, just making a blog on like Facebook about the anger management classes like seeing I'm kind of interested I, I really I really don't want to go but I'm kind of interested I'm trying to make it the best I can out of it so I'm probably gonna blog about it
0: yeah. Definitely. well you know I mean if you ever want to I'm gonna do a plug here if you ever wanted your stuff to get a lot of hits you know, I mean, you could guest post. But this is the girl from the story and her, yeah, her fun you do with that
1: too. <laughs>
0: yeah. you, and you know what? You probably do more because Seth Seth does all this podcast stuff and all, but he's a, technically a guest author. He's written one article. I've been waiting on. I've been waiting on the second one that he keeps saying he'll turn in soon. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm terrible <laughs> with deadlines. Yeah. No, you're not. You're good with this on podcasts. Seth keeps me honest on it. But the, but the writing part. I can't get Seth to do anything on. So. Yeah, I, it's one of those things that I, I have to. I've told you this before. I have to be moved by the spirit. So the spirit, I got I got your spirit right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's called ale you know, oh, yeah. eight. You give me enough ale eight, and I will I will write as many articles as you want. It's a, it's a soft that, Tori. That's a soft drink from Kentucky. It's like oh, only okay. it's only in Kentucky, and maybe the immediate surrounding region. And I live, in, I live in Phoenix right now, so you can't, I can't find it anywhere.
1: Ah, uh, it sucks. Kind of yeah. like apple butter. I right? in West Virginia, apple butter is a very huge thing, and down here, they don't even know what it is. It
0: what really I don't know what it is. What is that?
1: It's, it's basically what it is. It's just like apple and butter. It's, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> it's,
0: it's like applesauce, but with like. Al- and maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it's cinnamon, there's something else in it, but it has a, a darker You know color. about this, too? I love apple butter. You've never told me about this beautiful-sounding... I think
1: it's a northern thing, really. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't know. But have you ever, ever had pumpkin butter, Nick? No. No? Oh, that's, no. that's too. <laughs> Man. Well Why don't you guys just have your own little butter club? <laughs> I'll sit here without anything, any reason to live anymore. Nick, you oh. go, you go play with your action figures. Tori and I are going to discuss the finer things in life. Yeah. We <laughs> the simple thing. Well, Tori, thank you so much for talking to us, and that was like definitely cool that you came you're on our, f- our first guest, oh, yeah. first guest on the podcast. On- <laughs> well, actually, Joe is, but we don't count Joe because Joe, he's like, yeah, Joe, <laughs> that's what we call him. Yeah. And
1: Oh, my gosh. And you yeah, actually won't hear this. that
0: name. You just heard because we we beep out that word so no one knows what it is. So you just heard something that no one else gets to hear. Because, <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, this is broadcasted on Wednesday. Oh,
1: okay, cool. <laughs> well, thanks so, for having me, guys.
0: Thank you. And then if you ever want to come back on or talk more or anything like that, we'd love to have you. It was great. I did not expect to get to talk to an interview. Subject. I did expect them to be, like, smart and funny, too. I was like, hey, back this me works. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was like, this girl seems normal, and not only were you normal, you're a lot of fun to talk to. So, well, there you go. Not yeah, that you yeah. need my validation, but <laughs> Seth needs it. You don't need it. But. I, I crave validation. All right. Tori, <laughs> is there any way that you would like people to contact you? Do you have Twitter or email, How, however you like?
1: Um, sure. Um, anybody can contact me through my email address or my Facebook. Should I say my email address?
0: <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
1: That would the email address would be Miss. Tori Princess, that'd be M-I-S-S-T-O-R-I-P-R-I-N-C-E-S-S, at Hotmail.com. And then my Facebook is under Tory Rose Flower, which is T-O-R-I-R-O-S-E-F-L-O-W-E-R.
0: And the Can website sh- is tamponsandtattoos.org, <laughs> not, <laughs> not .com. Can I say something really quick? When because I, I see what you did, I see what you did there with the Tory Rose flowers to Fowler. But yeah. I remember when you sent me that on Facebook, I typed in Tory Rose Fowler like eight times and it didn't come up. i like, she gave me a fake name. Yeah. I can't. She's, she's <laughs> avoiding you. She's an evil harpy. And then I was like, oh, flower. She actually. Yeah. That's what I'm actually supposed to. Oh.
1: Yeah, everybody um, assumed my last name was Flower just because of how it sounds and how it's spelled. It looks like Flower, and my middle name is Rose, so I just put it on there as Flower because everybody assumes that that's what it is.
0: Okay, thank you again for coming on and putting up with our uh, our childish. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun <laughs> thought, for us.
1: It was fun. I thought it was fun. Thanks for having me.
0: We'll be in touch. We'll try to get a try to get a write up write up about it too, so that you know people know that you're normal and that they shouldn't mess with you. <laughs> You have yeah. massive street cred. You, yeah. Well, no, that's the know. thing. is is not only your normal, but they shouldn't, because, I mean, if you didn't do half the stuff that this police report claims mm-hmm. you did, and but but you still pushed the kid hard enough. The dad's so yeah, like, I'm I,
1: it's, it was just enough to get me arrested, and then just be careful, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: all, all reports of tampon stabbing are greatly over-exaggerated. Must be. <laughs> yeah. I've never been stabbed by a tampon, but... <laughs> We don't. We don't know what. We don't even know what those are. We we yeah. have no idea what a tampon is. I or... had to look it up when I wrote the story. I was like, "What is this?" You're a braver oh, man that, than I am. Yeah. That <laughs> happens. No, <sorry>. no. <laughs>
1: All no. right. Well,
0: thanks, Tori, and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you again soon.
1: righty, See you guys later, or talk to you guys later. <laughs> All
0: right. Bye. 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 That was fun. I liked Tori. That was good. Yeah. That's the. I mean, that's the only thing about Tori I didn't like was the uh, was the constant duck face. Yeah. In her, uh, and I was like, I have to confront that, but I mean, she is a pretty girl, a lot of pretty girls do that maybe some still... maybe somebody finds it attractive. maybe the guys they are they're actually sleeping with find it attractive, so that's true, but Tori was cool. I liked her a lot. I don't think we'll be that lucky as far as normalcy with my weird crime stories if I can get other people you know Tori seems like that person you could actually hang out with, and you know Seth, if you and I were single, we could pine over you know what are you talking about? I am single uh you and me my friend you and me oh is that are we are we back on again are uh i have to again? talk to karen see how that all goes yeah because last time she was she wasn't too happy when she didn't know and that's just because you pooped all over the toilet well I, it's only because you told me to that's true i wanted i wanted you to save a piece of yourself so i'd have it here when you were screaming my name i just had this involuntary <laughs> gut reaction <laughs> all right so do we want to get some questions here yeah, let's do some questions real quick. Okay, Matt asks, "Will Kentucky ever be good at football?" Thanks, Matt. That's exactly that's exactly what we want to talk about right now. You're a Louisville fan. Yeah, that's exactly exactly what we want to talk about. You know what? I don't know because uh, Jeff, who's the most pessimistic Kentucky fan I know, brought up a good point. He goes, "How is it that Louisville, which has like you know a fraction of the budget we probably do, can field a good basketball and football team, but we can't?" Yeah. I think Kentucky football is maybe we got spoiled going to five straight bowl games with the Rich Brooks era and going 6 and 6, 7 and 5. We had one season where we went 8 and 5. Maybe we got spoiled with that. I don't know, but it's hard to imagine in the SEC with as tough as it is with the perennial powerhouses. And the recruiting base that we have. Kentucky just does not put – they have six, maybe seven high-caliber players that come out of high school each year. We just don't have the recruiting base that all the other SEC teams have. So, but, you see, we could have – we had, used to have good position coaches. Joker fired some of them. We could have hired a coach like Mike Leach that's an offensive genius. We didn't. And you got people like Mitch Barnhart who, look, if they try to tell you they fired Billy Gillespie because of his behavior, it's not because of that. It's because he was not winning losing. games. Yeah, they were yeah. losing, yeah. On the meantime, though, with Kentucky, you know, Barnhart, who was a great athletic director, but as I said in one of our old podcasts back when we were a little more sports oriented he says, I'm going to give Joker time to turn the program around. It's like he already did. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was in place for the – he was the offensive coordinator – and, and a recruiting, the recruiting coordinator. coordinator for the last two years of the Rich Brooks era. Yeah, and so, so it—it's one of those things. I, I understand the unique desire. Joker's in a unique position, being a Kentucky alumni, uh, playing, you know, playing for uh, for UK, and having the ties that he does to the university. It's one of those things that if you take a gamble on him being your coach, if he does really well, then he probably stays. Whereas any other coach, if they do really well, well, they go somewhere else. Because Kentucky is not a place, it's not a destination football school. You know, but, even Bear Bryant left. Well, Bear go. Bryant left because we treated him like crap. Well, yeah, that is it too. But but Mike Leach wanted to come to Kentucky. Okay, we're going we're gonna to get into sports stuff way too heavy if we keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Short answer, is Matt, is no. Long answer is we could. And I hope so. If Seth and I were in charge. If I ran the world, things would be much different. Next question. All right, Steve asks, "When was the last time a woman made you a sandwich?" Ooh. Now I'll say. I mean, I know you're thinking, Seth. I'm married, and I honestly, I can't. I don't. But Karen has bought me a sandwich a few times. Yeah, I've had women buy me sandwiches, but making a sandwich usually implies that something has happened before the sandwich no, was I don't. made. Let's just answer the question straight, because my mom, I think, is the last person who oh. made this. Oh. So, oh. I don't, <laughs> Uh, so let's let's please stay away from that. Okay. Ah! All right. Uh I'm serious. I think my mom's the last person that made me a sandwich. That my Yeah. Uh yeah, you're probably right cuz I was just uh, just visiting No, your mom. mom. Your mom made me a sandwich when I was in oh. Charlotte. Oh. Let's oh, try. Yeah. She made us both sandwiches. Oh no. Oh no. It's both sandwiches. Well, were, you got it, you got a sandwich made by Hillary Duff, so Seth's mom looks like Hillary Brown. Yeah. I, I don't know how, how that happens, but... Next question. The final one here. Uh, this is a question I'm glad I finally got asked. Do you fold or scrunch your toilet paper? I mm-hmm. fold like God intended. Oh, that's yes. from Chris. Sorry, Chris. Uh, do you fold or scrunch your toilet paper? I fold it like God intended. Because if you scrunch it, you're not only wasting paper, but you occasionally might hook your hand into the crack area. Yeah, and, and no matter how soft the toilet paper is... There's always the risk of a of a straight edge giving you a paper cut, and you do not want a paper cut in that area. I vote folding, as God intended, as well. Yeah, in fact, I I think people who scrunch your toilet paper, there's some deeper problems. They're lazy. They're just lazy. Yeah, yeah. And, and the probably the better question is wiping front to back or back to front. I remember we had this discussion when when we were going to school at UK because. Brad, our Fred, Brad would always say, "No, you you you're supposed to wipe front to back." And I always said, "I always said, what are you talking about? I've always wiped back to front." And he said, "Yeah, you wipe f- front to back because if you do it the other way, you're gonna wipe poop all over your ballsack." Oh, I, I was like, "How how low does your ballsack hang, Brad?" You because know, he, he was a he, he's a tall, lanky guy. But yeah, I always wipe wipe back to front. What do you what do you do, Nick? I do back to front, yeah. But I hadn't thought about that. Now that might be a life changing moment for me right there. I, I should also, I should also tell the story about how I taught you how to wipe. I <laughs> save that for next time because <laughs> this so, is the second time we've put it off. We'll see. So, okay. One one more thing. <laughs> let me uh, let me let me say. Let me get something off my chest here. I'm getting tired of this, people. Okay, I put out. The thing for questions at ramblingbeachcat.com. Now, you have to understand, I mean, I appreciate you guys sending questions to my Facebook inbox or to Twitter or, you know, to ramblingbeachcat.com. So, I mean, that's fine. Or message rambling. That's fine. But what you don't understand is I... It's very hard for me to do things that take any sort of technological adeptness whatsoever. And it was really hard for me to set up a separate email account, questions at com. All I get... On that email address, it seems, are messages offering me the chance to increase my manhood. And what really makes me mad about this, I've asked all of those companies to please send that to my personal email address. But they they continue to send it to my business one. They never listen. Yeah. So they're listening to me, I guess, in a way. But people, you know, if you can send me the questions or you can tweet them at me or you can Facebook message me, most that's fine. But but use the questions at RamblingBeachCat.com. Questions at RamblingBeachCat.com. One more time for Seth in a sultry voice. Yes, please. <laughs> That's questions at RamblingBeachCat.com. This just turned into an NPR broadcast. <laughs> and that was Random Bobo Concerto number 45. I'm sure most of you are asleep. But we're going to play another one here on NPR. That was Mozart and Mozart's friends. Also, <laughs> 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 remember Laura Solomon's dad worked. Like she told us, he worked for NPR. <laughs> and so, like I will be like, so does your dad? Like when you come to visit, he's like, <laughs> oh, hello, Laura. How are you? I just want to know how your day was. She's like, he's not one of those people. Coming, coming up at the top of the hour will be dinner with your family. <laughs> Green <laughs> beans will be on the menu, along with pork chops and oh. maybe a little bit of iced water tea. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> next thing we're going to do, I think. Uh, I think we got a Dale story today called "Down a Country Shame." Seth, cue the music. <Paldies-> <REAM> Damp, ah. If any of you know, the, a standard of the trombone choir uh, repertoire <laughs> is kumbaya, a jazz arrangement. <laughs> and Dale would solo on it. It was and a I mean, duet. It was a duet piece for two, two, uh, two trombones with trombone choir accompaniment. But he would just play it by himself. No, no, he played it with Brad. He, he was, he oh, was that's right. Him and Brad, yeah. Okay, so I remember like we play it and I mean it's a jazz piece and I, I respect, you know, preparation, but Dale would play it the same way every time. Like he played the same licks do, 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 do. you know, to the point we could sing. Really and I mean it, so anyway, we'd been on trombone choir tour all week and then we were supposed to come back and do trombone day after getting off tour. You have to understand we're on tour. I mean, he's driving us around to high schools all over the place, and we're playing and not sleeping. And, and we have to come back and do trombone stuff all day. And I mean, we're exhausted. And I remember, was that the thing where he told us like before we performed? Because I woke up last night, <laughs> I couldn't was... sing "Cubaya." I was freaking out. I couldn't sing "Cubaya." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it's like you couldn't sing "Cubaya." Like that's a... <laughs> like really one, three, five, my lord. Six six five. <laughs> how do you I, how do you I, not I just, be able to sing that? I couldn't sing through it. And I the, the, I, the I, way I, this oh sorry go ahead. I, would, I wish uh, maybe I could dig up a recording of this tune and play it while we're telling the story because <laughs> this this tune sounded it was kind of jazz-ish, but it, the way the best way to describe it sounding is more commercial sounding because it started with synthesized piano, <laughs> like the little <laughs> the little bell sounds like bum, bum 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 and then kumbaya then that starts so it's it's the best probably the best way to describe it is commercial elevator poon jazz now i will say i don't know if i can say it? i will say this this is uh one of this piece also was an inspiration for one of the stupidest things i ever said in my life i don't think you remember this but at one point, we were going to play it, and I was like, how can we play Kumbaya when it's not Christmas? <laughs> and I don't, even Dale looked at me like, well, I don't know why I thought that. I don't know. I have no idea why I, why I said that, why I thought. But it's one of the stupidest things I've ever said in my life. I, I had no idea you said that. You were in the room when I said like, because everyone looked at me like, what? I don't, I don't remember. I didn't remember that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was, oh, was one of the stupidest <laughs> things I ever said in my life. I can just imagine Dale look at you going, what? Yeah, it's bad when <laughs> Dale can give you a, an incredulous look about something, now trombone, he did that all the time, but about something like just human nature. Like, I mean, it was right. I mean, I don't know what I was Yeah, when Dale was able to judge you about your intelligence and, and value as a human being, it was kind of, oh, that's really bad. Yeah, but anyway, okay, so, so Dale, you know, we're playing Kumbaya, uh you know, it's one of our first tunes, and well, Dale's really big on, you know, the think Seth has mentioned before. You never apologize for performance. You, ne- you know, yeah, all these things. You never start over. And so we get on stage, and, and Dale's like, Nick, why haven't you set up the piano yet? Now, I think I've explained to you on this podcast plenty, Seth, and anybody else listening, that I'm technologically very just, I'm not good with that type of stuff. I was never assigned it. There was no reason anyone would assign it to me. Yeah, Like, Dale, yeah. I don't do that like it was a synth guy, so he, you need oh, come on i have to do everything so he plugs it all in then as we're about to play ralph holly who was our trouble he comes in like oh like oh, oh, who, oh, yeah. who, who got this piano put together it's, oh. <laughs> it's, all, yeah, it's all messed up <laughs> yeah, i remember i said audibly enough that Dale could hear and i'm like well it wasn't me i can tell you that much <laughs> and dale kind of looked at me gave yeah. that little kind of twitchy look where the his stank guy the, yeah side of his mouth starts twitching yeah. Rolf gets it set up, and then he comes yeah. in with a da 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 da, da. And I remember I look over at Seth like we're all in a circle. And I look at Seth, and Seth is falling asleep on stage. I was so tired. And, and I, I don't mean like he was just sort of looking dazed. I mean, he was literally, eyes were heavy, he was falling down. And there's this synthesized soft music in the background. And then there's an auditorium full of people. And then Seth, I, you know, I'm watching you fall asleep. Uh, other people have fallen asleep. Like, I think Bill had fallen asleep. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember seeing, looking over and seeing Bill was asleep, and I think that's what gave me the idea. I was like, oh, I've got 16 bars before I need to come in. I'm just going mean, to rest here I a bit. Believe me, I mean, we're, we're well-behaved enough not to talk during a performance, but even if we were rowdy kids to talk, we wouldn't. I mean, we were all so tired. Yeah. Don't say anything. Now, Seth, you, you can go ahead and take it and tell what happened. Yeah, we, we know as performers the basic etiquette you – Yeah. Know, you sit quietly until it's time your time to play and as accompaniment is background well this tune starts up and yeah you know, da, da, but this little synthesized bell kit you know, is is playing in the background and as soon as Dale comes in to start the solo we hear that's, that's... <laughs> I'm not doing that like, that is the most accurate <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I can do it better actually. <laughs> yeah. Da, da, yeah no, da, your, da. your your initial attack because that's what happened. I mean that's <laughs> what it sounded like. Da, da, barely da. now you're now you're going a little bit because he barely played after that. He just played like the first few notes. Yeah, and then so he's <laughs> da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> so he stops. He stops. And this is after uh, our our training. Our, our professional training with this man is, uh, you never stop your performance. You never stop to justify yourself. You <laughs> you be professional and you keep going. Well, he stops the whole the whole band. Like he stops the, all, the whole trombone choir, the rhythm section, everybody. And he, and he, he's talking into the mic to the audience. He says, uh, "I'm going to start this tune again, and I need absolute silence from the trombone choir." And at this point I wake up. I just kinda, of, huh? You know, I look up, what's what's going on? What uh, why is no one playing? The 16 bars are over, or are, are we done with the tune? And everybody's looking at Dale like, "What did what did we do?" <laughs> and it's it's clear he stopped the tune because he screwed up. Well, and that's the thing we went out later and asked some of the high school kids who ended up going to University of Kentucky. We're like, "Hey, and we didn't we didn't preface it with anything. We said, Hey, you remember when 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 he stopped, right? You're like, hey, like well, why river- do you think that happened? He was like, oh, it's because Dale messed up. they like, okay. are <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, okay. So
1: that, remember that, remember
0: that fa- fabulous commercial tune called "Kumbaya." We we just rendered for you. Yeah. Why? Why did uh, Why did Dale stop? Oh, yeah, he messed up. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even sing through it. I was freaking out. He would always say that. Say, I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking out. (laughs) It was such jive talk, you know? Uh, Is it pretty hip or is it just kind of jive? Yeah. Is it fusion? (laughs) Ah, fusion. (laughs) All right, well, every time I think of fusion, I think of that scene in in a Spinal Tap where the bass player tries the fusion jazz, and, like, the whole audience is just, like, (laughs) gangrene. (laughs) Every time I see V8 fusion, I I think of Dale, like, on the grocery shelf. Ah, fusion all right well thank you for listening uh it was a bit of a long podcast but there was a beautiful woman on it so hopefully that makes up for it Take that, also their loyal listeners. yeah take that loyal <laughs> listeners take that what loyal listeners oh yeah so yeah a bit of a long podcast we hope you enjoyed it we'll uh, be back next week we might have another guest on this would be someone to uh, talk a little bit about dale stories and then yeah uh, i think we're gonna we're gonna have kate on next week Oh, I I didn't know if she was still okay, that was Yeah, hard. yeah, I I set, I set that up. I got oh, just, oh, Okay, all right, all right, I'm sure. Slow your roll, baby. I'm 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 doing my tech supports in my in my <laughs> appointment scheduling. So all right, cool. We got Kate Dog coming on. Kate, Kate Dog. She's she's also from the Tremone studio at UK, so we're gonna have even more Dale stories for you. And she has Dell stories that come from a female perspective. And very specific to her. Yeah, they're yes, they are. awkward stories. Yeah, they're stories that Seth and I, thankfully, could never tell. <laughs> 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 so, I, I just made it sound a lot worse than it was. All right, well, Seth, do you have anything to say to, to our moms and other loyal visit, visitors, listeners, whatever? Thanks for listening, and send money, and that's it. All right, see you all later. I get to look at seth's ridiculous profile picture yeah. deal with it just love it love it Nick. I, do. I do i'm not even gonna tell you what i do when you're not around and that picture's on my computer all right <laughs> i know what you do when i visit so that's true Good it's point. probably not far off it, Tori's gonna be like this is a bad idea yeah yeah what have i just gotten myself into <laughs> no i think it's funny <laughs> Are we being recorded, though? Oh yeah, I've been recording everything. Oh crap. Okay. So- <laughs> you just you just came out of the closet yeah. to all yeah. to it's all like four of our, our listeners on the podcast. I'm not paying attention, he has video. He has he has audio of me saying things that if I ever like, like ran for office would ruin a career. <laughs> yeah, all so- all six of our listeners and your mom now know about your orientation. There you go. When it's time for leaving, I, hope that I was born-